we get the vibe that it's like, hang on a second, there is something else going on here. And Yi is like, yeah, I got you talking. I'm not going to stay and talk because I now I have work to do. Yeah. And th- that's the vibe that I get with that scene of him walking away real quick. Are you saying that he has no time for talking? <clears throat> How dare you? How dare you do that? How dare you do that to me? I can't believe you. <laughs> Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, episode 108. Uh, I'm your host, Ryan, and I'm here, as always, with your other host, Hatch. Yes, yes, the the, the lovely host that is constantly bringing the show down. He's back <laughs> by unpopular demand. <laughs> um, today, we're talking about a story following our previous episode, if you haven't listened to it. It's Master Go check it out. It's pretty quick. Oh, maybe it's not. I don't remember. It, it varies with us. <laughs> I, it, um, was, it, was, it was average for us. It and was, okay. Take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it also had housekeeping, which is usually up top. And up top, you can listen to us everywhere. Uh, email us at podcastcore. Remember, that's C-O-R at gmail.com. Visit us at podcastcore for all of our info. Follow us on all the platforms because that helps us with discoverability. We appreciate it. YouTube's growing, which is cool. And then leave a like and a follow and comment and all that stuff. Uh, but like the OGs have, word of mouth has been the best way. So tell a friend to learn to protect the spirits of the homeland by listening to the Casuals of Runeterra podcast. Can we have a more Ionian intro than that? I, <laughs> I tried. I channeled my inner peace. Ah, very nice, very nice. <laughs> How, so very about, yeah. How very, very wooju. How very wooju. wooju. Um, homecoming. The story we're talking about is Homecoming. It's Yi's story. This one's going to be a short one, pretty quick. Uh, and as the title suggests, that's exactly what's happening. So the story takes place uh, not immediately after Yi's bio and spoilers will give you the hetch wait time. It's over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> My man. Uh, he's been traveling with Wukong. And training Wukong as his master. Um, So this is taking place after that, where he's returning home uh, to kind of make sure that things aren't progressing worse. Uh, Because if you know at this point in the lore, darkness is still afoot. There's still corruption. The void is among us kind of thing. Yeah. Um, And of course, with it being an Ionian episode, uh, for uh, anyone that's given a listen to our um to our episodes where we go over more of the kinku order uh following kenan uh there's a lot of spiritual energies in ionia a lot of spiritual connections there and so for the conflict with noxus never truly ends with the ionians because the balance that Noxus has disrupted was disrupted hard. Uh, And we get to see that a little bit in this story still. Like it's going to be something that the Ionians are going to have to deal with for pretty much the rest of time. It's the vibe that we get (laughs) from this story. I, you know, I might be exaggerating a little bit, but I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm sticking to that just a little bit of an exaggeration. A bit of hyperbole. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just a bit. <laughs> so we start this story off, you know, story best told in three parts. Um, 
He's trying to meditate. And this is similar to the meditation you know from the game. That's his move. Um, but he's struggling to focus, so he decides to give up. And he notices some gray hairs. And he's, you know, he's getting old. And he's wondering how long it's been since we're not told, right? We're not told what he's referencing. Um, but we will find out sooner. So he grabs his twill bag, throws it over his shoulder, uh, shoulder and begins or continues this hike that he's been on. And I love like the meditation that we get from Yi because the um, it's described exactly as the meditation that we get to see in the game of League of Legends, which is cool. But at no point does Yi actually acknowledge that that's what he's doing. Like, so uh, he's floating in the air, Doctor Strange style, and yeah. at no point is he like, "I'm not doing that." No, it's just <laughs> the sensations are gone because I've emptied my mind. Nah, bro, you're floating. Yeah. Um, but it, like they, they even specify in the story that it's like he, he pays no attention to it because his mind has been emptied. Uh, yeah. but he's not doing it right now because he can empty his mind and that's why he's going for a walk. Yeah. So he's like, all right, time to continue this old trek. So he treks up the mountain and an old farmer call, calls him out and we get immediately that they've seen each other before or they've known each other. And this old woman asks, you know, are you back to train or is Noxus coming back soon? Like what's going on? And he, you know, is kind of being facetious here. He's like, nah, just out for a good day for a hike. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, stretching my legs. She laughs and she asked, you know, he, if he has a moment in his <laughs> good hike uh, to help her out. And he's like, sure. Why not? Yeah, I mean, uh, we get to see this a bit, like when we covered in his bio that like the the Wuju style um, is more of a martial art and like that Kung Fu movie-esque bit or I not so much Kung Fu movie-esque. I think more of that Buddhist monk way where it's like mm -hmm. the, you know, the you train the body and that keeps you one with the spirit, but you don't use that as martial prowess. Yeah. Um, and so that, the idea that he's just going to go and help this farmer, yeah, that's still very much in that way of like, yeah, he may be at this point in the story, a very renowned warrior that has felled many a Noxian, but <laughs> no, he's still a very humble man. He has no qualms yeah. with going to help a farmer with their day. It's the Wuju way. It's the Wuju way. It's very Wuju of you. <laughs> <laughs> so she takes him over to this wooden area where there's a baby and i'm gonna because we're in iona i'm gonna pronounce it talkin um which is like a, I, I imagine like a deer like animal and it's trapped by some vines right some unusual vines because this farmer believes the mountain is cursed and has affected the vines that are now trapping this baby talkin and once and he takes a look at the vines and he yeah. believes well this is kind of weird uh, because they shouldn't be extending this far down the mountain. And once again, you know, let's harken back to our Kenan episodes here. Uh, it's not far-fetched to assume that the nature is reacting in some kind of way to the events that has befallen the islands of Ionia at this point. Um, go give that episode a listen if you want to hear what nature can do when pissed <laughs> um, so and, and once you you know get that picture together i don't think these vines were pissed uh, i think they were just you know slightly perturbed yeah or or join us in georgia uh where you have uh, 30 degree mornings 
80 degree afternoons uh, to, and to qu- 30 degree nights <laughs> if you want to see what uh, nature can do to quote pissed. a meme to quote a meme that i've seen about living in georgia is that um we are clearly being prepared uh as thanksgiving dinner right now because we have been seasoned with pollen and then thrown back in the fridge to marinate <laughs> that's really good <laughs> and uh, where's the lie <laughs> there is none facts <laughs> so he goes up and he takes out his blade right from well his blades <laughs> from his boots because he has multiple if you've seen the character design Uh, And he notices as his blade gets closer to the vines, they slightly move away. So he gets closer and he whispers an ancient word and he severs the vines. They shrivel up and come away from the the talking. And then the farmer runs over and gets a hold of it and hugs it closely. And she thanks Yi for, you know, helping her out. And before she can even thank him, he's on his way back up the mountain. He's like, I got places to be kind of thing. I know, like Hetch mentioned, he's humble. He's not waiting around for the thanks. He's on his way. Yeah, um, but the way that he walks away here also kind of gives a sense of urgency, uh, which, like, kind of, like, that's going to make a little more sense once we get further in the story, but it also kind of makes sense that with releasing this token that he goes to cut the vines and the vines kind of react, and so then he... We get the vibe that, you know, he's speaking this these ancient words, you know, kind of like a ritual, perhaps a Wuju ritual or perhaps some kind of other Ionian principle that was passed down, maybe even older than the Wuju. Who knows? But we get the vibe that it's like, hang on a second. There is something else going on here. And Yi is like, yeah, I got you talking. I'm not going to stay and talk because I now I have work to do. Yeah. And th- that's the vibe that I get with that scene of him walking away real quick. Are you saying that he has no time for talking? <clears throat> How dare you? How dare you do that? How dare you do that to me? I can't believe you. <laughs> My intro is too sensible this this week, so I figured. <laughs> <laughs> so after about an hour more of walking, he finally reaches the ruins of Wuju, which you will understand if you listen to our last episode. But he walks through the remains of the destruction and to these symmetrical graves, which he set out for the fallen. And he visits every grave. He doesn't, you know, waste any time, um, but he's going through each one, paying his respects as they pertain to the person who's buried there until the sun begins to set. Um, And he gets to some other graves of you know, more closely importance, but uh, he puts a peach near a grave marked with a hammer. And this is a reference to somebody we've mentioned from the cards in the game, uh, which is Master Doran. Um, and the peach was a gift from Wukong since Wukong couldn't make this trip with Yi uh, this time, which suggests that, I mean, Wu- Wukong found him, remember, in his slump at Wuju. So Wukong knows this environment. He knows what's going on here. So he sends his regards, right? Yeah, and and we also know just from the like the previous lore before Riot did a lot of this overturning and building a better story. Yeah, which we know that Doran does play an important role within like the equipment of Runeterra. Um, we know from League of Legends that we get like Doran's shield and Doran's blade. So like Doran was renowned for his craftsmanship. So there's there's a chance that Wukong may have even known about Doran yeah. before. Uh, 
becoming a disciple of Master Yi, but he definitely would have learned a lot more and have come to respect Doran uh, after training with Master Yi and after training enough to be given the staff that was crafted by Doran. So it, it makes sense. It's like, you know, this is a Wuju principle of just, you know, honoring the ancestors while also Wukong probably, you know, uh, part of his Vistayan tribe of just a way of paying respect uh, to the fallen and to someone that you're indebted to because yeah I like the staff thanks bro let me give you something <laughs> yeah and that's that's a great point and it kind of reinforces um, a little tangent um, where we talk about how important the cards in Legends of Runeterra have been to building out more of this understanding like Hesh just mentioned because we know from the quote in that episode that uh, Doran had a connection with the Vistayan, with the spirits, um, which has inspired the helmets that they use um, as Wuju warriors. So there's that that constant connection. Everything is connected, everything in balance, which, you know, is something we constantly say, right? Um, yeah. So great point, Hedge. Great point. And, and it's great, too, because Master even mentions that Wukong makes jokes about his helmet. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there, there probably is like a bit of like, you know, kind of a friendly jab in there, too. So it, it, the the picture comes together, and that's one of the reasons that we like talking about these stories is because it it's helping put some smaller pieces in to help you see the picture better. Yep, it's funny you mention a picture with the helmet because we know how difficult it is to see a picture with that damn helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> this man's a professional. So we have him finish his little journey here and visit. Um, initially at the graves where he's at the last two graves marked by golden sheaths uh, for both of his parents, um, which we know their fate. And he slides two short swords into their sheaths and they fit perfectly. And he says, uh, may your wisdom continue to guide me. And then he puts on his signature helmet and we move into the third act of this story. And the third act is where we're going to get a lot more of what Sakuga. I've been kind of alluding to. <laughs> I, I wouldn't necessarily say Sakuga. Can, because can anything that's a Master Yi fight be considered Sakuga? Because uh, it's less Sakuga and more Fist of the North Star-esque. Yeah. You know, of yeah. just Omaiwomo, Shinderu. <laughs> Nani? <laughs> <laughs> Like that, that's 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 what a master Yi fight is like, and yeah. it's written very well here. We're gonna get to see that because um, now when he puts the helmet on, uh, we do get to hear or read a little bit more of what it's like to wear the helmet because it does seem that each one of the lenses are functioning, which is kind of wild because how in the world are you gonna be able to see out of seven lenses? And that's when we get to you know learn how this works which is that master yi begins to meditate he empties his mind once again and this time he is more successful in his meditation unlike the beginning of the story so he is able to empty his mind he begins to lift off the ground and the lenses bring into focus the spiritual world around him and, uh, and Shen's just standing there. <laughs> Dude, do you know how sick that would be? Uh, that that would be awesome. Just like Shen walks in and say, "Hey, yo, Yi, what up? Long time no see." But but no, like the, we do know from Master Yi's biography that the that the town of or 
the village of the Wuju clan was destroyed by chemical fire. Um, and it's highly alluded to that Singed is behind it. But with it being a chemical fire, there is a lot of spiritual damage here. So when he opens his when he opens his mind, well, opens his mind by emptying it, and is able to use the lenses to see what's going on spiritually around him, yeah. th- it's not going to be anything good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's death and decay. And there's little hints of life, which are these spirits that are kind of representative of the 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 people who were lost here. And he sees, though, something that does stand out, which is those same vines at the bottom of the mountain trapping the spirits in a similar way um, to the way the baby talking was trapped. So that's when the Sakuga kind of starts. It's like, he blinks. So it's like one blink. He sees the death decay, blinks again. He's back in the real world, draws his swords, dashes in the blur that if you play the game, you're familiar with. And in a flash, he's back where he began perfectly still, perfectly calm. And one by one, all the vines, not only gripping these spirits, but gripping the structures, start to crumble away. And Sakuga. Yeah. Again, I disagree that it's Sakuga because it's the <laughs> blink of an eye. There's there there is a dude floating, and then he draws his sword, and then the swords are back in their sheaths. Yeah, I get it. And then I, everything I, falls apart. Like you don't get to see it. It's like you the, don't get um, to see it. It's like when a samurai when it shows them unsheath their sword and then resheath it and then it zooms out and everything starts to like slice apart. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That is that's what I listen. We're, yeah, we're not doing Sakuga. We're cheating frames here, right? We're making smart production choices. <laughs> I just like saying Sakuga. <laughs> Sakuga. <laughs> that is a fun thing to say. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, like, we, we, in a blink of an eye, mm-hmm. the, the Master Yi causes damage to both the spiritual and the physical realm. <laughs> um, which, I mean, that, that's a kind of badass enough on yeah. itself. But the... What he does end up doing is that he does free the spirits and we get to see that like the effects of what he's done is very immediate because the it even states that um, like one by one the vines crumble and he sits down. And he's able to hear that the spirits are singing in joy because they have found freedom and then in the physical realm. There are peach blossoms that sprout. Mm-hmm. There are stalks of bamboo that begin to straighten. Like the nature itself begins to heal. And if there is not a scene that is more Ionian than this scene right here, I like you're going to be hard pressed to convince me otherwise. <laughs> like it's, this is as Ionian as it, as it gets of just, you know, maintaining the spiritual balance. Um, and that's what Master Yi is doing. And I love this kind of storytelling here because he's not a member of the Kinku Order. He's the last surviving Wuju master. Yeah. And for the Wuju, you know, it's a discipline of, you know, self and spirit. So you temper the body, you temper the spirit. And a with that, you know, that is how they find balance within the world. 
And I, I wonder if this is a thing where, like, Wuju masters understand yeah. their effect on the spirit world, or if it's more of just, like, this is what you do to temper your body, and by accident, they're kind of, you know, falling in line with the Kinku order and accidentally kind of uh, tempering the spirit world around them. And that, like, that's the kind of storytelling I love because we get to see that within the real world, right? Like, there's... Like, the way that cheese is made was found completely on accident. Yeah. Like, fermentation itself was more of an accident of, like, ah, crap, I left all my juice in this jar, all my grape juice, it's ruined now. Or maybe not. (laughs) You know, and, like, you know, later on we get to learn more about the way the world works, and it's like, oh, no, that's the act of fermentation, and this is how it happened. And I wonder if that's more of, like, what the Wuju is like. It's these ancient traditions, and uh, we're not wise enough to understand them, and then the Kinku Order is like, no, no, you're just... You're just maintaining the balance. Yeah. Good job, guys. Keep it up. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's multiple uh, cultures in Ionia kind of feeding into that same source, right? Like, no matter what happens, the word of the day is balance. So no matter where your village ends up, where your discipline ends up, where your culture slash race ends up, it's all in service of that same goal, um, so it's not, I mean, Hedge put it pretty succinctly. Um, it's cool to see how he responds to this experience versus like a Shen, right? Um, but he finishes this, um, and the blooming uh, effect is a real cool way to explain that, like the real time effect. Um, but he's not as surprised as we are by this behavior um, because he pulls out a scroll. And there's notes kind of showing the decay returning in shorter intervals. It has 60, 54, 41, and then 30 days um, crossed out, which shows the time between clearings. And he knows soon he'll have to desecrate the whole thing, Um, most likely with fire, more of a pure source, obviously not Piltovian chemical fire, and... That's what the farmer actually suggested he do and do sooner than later. But we understand why he's holding on um, to his history. Uh, So he says, uh, not now, not yet. Yeah. And it also like the fact that he's still holding on to this, like um, it really kind of helps us understand a little bit more the time frame Mm -hmm. as far as like, but how much time has passed between him beginning his training with Wukong and deciding that the way to preserve the Wuju uh, lifestyle is by taking on disciples. Uh, and so this, this is how we know that this is still kind of very fresh after the end of his bio, because if this was, if this was like years down the road, I don't think that we would still see the, like the graves of the Wuju here. I think, I think if it was years down the road, he would have had more disciples by then and he would be ready to move on. But he's like, yeah, I have begun to move on, but I'm not ready to let go yet. Uh, so we, that helps us understand that this is still kind of fresh. It's yeah. all still a little fresh for him. Um, and like, you know, that kind of just plucks a little on the heartstrings because I'm sure that everyone, at some point in life has experienced something where they're just not really ready to let go yet. Yeah. So it's like, ah, poor guy. 
Poor guy. I feel for him. I feel for him. But <laughs> but he has got to do it. And we know Wukong's a goof. And Wukong coming into his life at the end of his bio is it, it's such a bittersweet thing, right? Because as you mentioned, Wukong never got to experience the Wuju, the people, but he's able to have this whole new history shown to him um, through Yi, and Yi's able to continue um, his people's practices and live, like relive what he's been taught and pass that on to somebody else, right? And Wukong is also a very, uh, he's the extrovert to his introvert, right? Um, yeah, that also absolutely. makes the puzzle piece fit a lot well. Um, but that's where our story ends here. It, it ends uh, in a pretty somber uh, tone because we know he'll have to come back in a shorter time period and at some point do the ultimate deed, uh, the devil's work. Uh, but <laughs> The devil's work. <laughs> uh, but I kid. Uh, this would be... I, Hetch mentioned this would be a great like mini small cinematic uh, specifically for like a spirit blossom event, which they do every year uh, because that blooming effect would be cool to see. And it fits a lot with any lore around. That I, time I mean, yeah, like it's a blooming effect and it's also caused by maintaining balance within the spirit realm. So spirits and the blooming of blossoms spirit blossom oh i was involved okay i got you it kind of just writes itself right like (laughs) but um but uh, like and and then you know you just throw in like a japanese flute playing in the background it's just (laughs) like done scene made you do you get like 45 seconds of that and then bam there's the launch of your event it 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 seems pretty simple to me (laughs) i you know you me first thing came to mind is the intro to the anime the old anime basilisk if you want to know what song we want playing go listen to that and with that as always thanks for listening and we'll be back you soon old man with the next episode <laughs> uh, take care everybody 